Welcome to this week's edition of Leading with Confidence. My name is Confidence Selimer and I'm your host. This program is proudly powered by the William Selimer Foundation and the Foundation's mission is Enabling Education in Africa. This week, I'd like us to discuss a topic I've titled A Leader is a Student. A Leader is a Student. It was Brian Herbert who said, The capacity to learn is a gift. The ability to learn is a skill. The willingness to learn is a choice. Close quote. As a leader, you have the capacity to learn. You have the ability to learn. But if you're going to truly progress in your leadership, you have to exhibit the willingness to learn. Stir up the desire for greater knowledge. Don't behave as if you are a glass that is full to the brim. Rather, become like an empty glass that desires to be filled up with nourishing water. Like water, knowledge nourishes. But it is only those who are thirsty that seek water. Are you thirsty for knowledge or are you satisfied with the level of knowledge that you currently have? There's a popular adage that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Close quote. All that you need to learn, you will learn when you have readied yourself for it. When you have told your head and your heart that you want to enter into the next level of knowledge, Knowledge shall appear in many different forms. Water shall flow towards you because you are thirsty for it. Great leaders are those that desire to learn more because they know that the more they learn, the more effective they can become. They have come to the realization that ignorance is failure's closest friend, but knowledge is success's closest kin. If you wish to succeed in your leadership, develop a hunger for learning. To become a great leader, you must become a great student. You must occupy yourself with acquiring knowledge. Many leaders occupy themselves with various activities that keep them very busy. They do a lot of running around, but they see very little progress in their leadership. There is information all around, and there is much knowledge to be grasped, yet they let it slip through their fingers. In leadership, there are lessons being taught every day. Your people, your experiences, your interactions, and many other tangibles and non-tangibles are always pouring out knowledge that you as a leader should be drinking so that you may be nourished and grow stronger in your leadership. But if you do not hold the perspective of a student, you will miss many of these lessons. The perspective of a student is such that he or she is always in learning mode. They are geared for learning. Likewise, a leader must always be learning as it will help you in your work. It will make you ready with much knowledge and wisdom so that you may be able to solve the problems that you are presented with. Knowledge gives you a wide lens with which you can observe problems and challenges. Yes, knowledge widens your viewpoint beyond the myopic frame through which many view the world. For example, your knowledge about emotional intelligence will enable you to handle and mitigate conflicts in a manner that will calm storms and ease restlessness. But if you are ignorant and have not developed your knowledge in the EQ space, but if you are ignorant about emotional intelligence, you may unwittingly fuel fires that you should be putting out. Your lack of knowledge may become an impediment and cause you to view a conflict situation from one angle and thus disqualify you from handling such matters in a prudent manner. When you have knowledge on your side, you are like a warrior with many arrows. You are able to defeat the various circumstances, issues or problems that may try to come against you or to challenge and test you. Lack of knowledge is the downfall of many leaders. Pivotal to leadership success is the knowledge of how to lead well. 
by reading various leadership material or listening to podcasts such as this one and others, leaders can gain knowledge and insight that they may previously not have been privy to. A leader who seeks knowledge on how to be a better leader is a leader who will be filled with much insight. Such a leader is a wise investor and he or she will develop and become more efficient and effective in their leadership. If you aren't learning, you aren't developing. And if you aren't developing, you won't lead effectively. You'll be like a car that is stuck in one spot on the road, not progressing to a better place. You have come a long way as a result of all that you have learned, but you must keep learning if you want to go further. The mistake that many leaders make is that they get to a place where they feel they have acquired all the knowledge they need and then they begin getting very stagnant. No one wants to follow a stagnant leader. Such a leader is a hindrance to the progress of those he or she leads. What is the leader's classroom? If a leader is a student, then what is the leader's classroom? Life is a classroom. Our experiences, what we encounter on a day-to-day basis, the people we come across, the books we read, our formal and informal educational activities, and of course, the environment in which a leader operates all form part of a leader's classroom. I'd like us to zone in on the environment in which a leader operates, as this is one of the leader's primary classrooms. The work environment gives the leader the most vital type of knowledge he or she will ever need, and that is the knowledge of how to connect with people. Leadership is and will always be about people, and if a leader lacks knowledge on how to connect with people, then that leader's chances of success are significantly decreased. People skills, as it's commonly known, is something that every leader should learn. Any great vision or mission that you will embark on will necessitate that you work with people and so if your people skills are found wanting, you may not reach the heights you could reach. Learning people skills is best done through practical interactions where you assess the behavior of those you lead as well as your own behavior. Assess what responses you've gotten when you've behaved in a particular way. Perhaps you spoke in a manner that made people irresponsive to you. Perhaps instead of always keeping it stern, you decided to be friendlier with your staff or team. What results did that produce? Behavior and attitude are controllable, and the leader who wishes to become effective must gain control of these facets. Are you passing or failing in terms of your interactions with people? How do those you lead react to your words and your actions? Are they nonchalant or are they inspired by you? If, as a result of your inability to connect, you weren't getting the desired responses and results from those you lead, you have to begin making changes. You have to begin being more present and aware of what your environment is trying to teach you. What can you learn from the results or lack of results that your leadership has produced? To truly learn, you must be present. There is a difference between being present and being visible. Some people may be physically visible and available, but this does not mean they are present. Are you present in class or are you absent? Is your mind geared up to ingest and digest all that there is to be taught or are you just visible but not present? Learning from other leaders Another essential component of learning and growing as a leader is learning from other leaders. Leaders exist everywhere and if we apply ourselves and are committed to growing as leaders, We must become students of the leaders within our midst and those whom we are admiring from a distance. Identify leaders who are inspirational and study their philosophies, how they behave and what they do in order to be successful in their leadership. 
If they've written books, read their books. And you must also study their lives to gain perspective and insight into what makes them great. No leader is perfect, and so it's important to learn about their mistakes so that you do not fall into the same holes they may have fallen into. You may have heard the old adage which says, success leaves trails, close quote. And as leaders who wish to succeed in our leadership, we must study and follow the trails of those who have succeeded. Of course, we can't do what they did in the exact way they did it, and we shouldn't try to do that either. We have our own unique journeys to embark on, and we mustn't try to be copycats. However, there are certain principles that great leaders live and lead by, and we must be conscious of these principles and incorporate them into our own leadership styles and modes of operation. It's more about following their trails than it is about following their trails. Trails are unique to each individual, and we can't emulate them since we all have our individual journeys. But traits are elements we can identify and begin to develop within ourselves. Who are leaders, perhaps in your field of work or other unrelated sectors, who exhibit the traits you admire and respect? Are there perhaps leaders in your organization whom you believe can add value to your growth and take your leadership to the next level? Identify such leaders and begin studying them and connecting with them so that you may pick up the principles and traits which have made them the successes they are today. Learn from their successes and failures and learn from your own successes and failures as well. There's a great book titled Sometimes You Win and Sometimes You Learn written by John C. Maxwell and the title says it all. There is value in both success and failure and a prudent student takes notes from both success and failure. There are some students who only sit up, pay attention and take notes when they're in the success class and there are others who only sit up, pay attention and take notes when they're in the failure class. The smart student learns from both. Take the learnings from each and use them to prepare yourself to higher ground. Learning to unlearn. One of the hindrances to learning is the things which we have already learned. Just as not all food is good for consumption, not all that we have been taught is beneficial for us. In fact, much of the failure that takes place in people's lives is as a result of erroneous teachings and beliefs. Some have been taught that in order to succeed, you need to be corrupt. Some have been taught that someone who looks like them or who comes from where they come from cannot succeed in certain fields of endeavor. Some have learned destructive leadership methods from leaders they've encountered in various organizations or spheres. Perhaps you were previously led by someone who was autocratic, who micromanaged you and who didn't believe in you and through that you began thinking and believing that you are not capable of achieving great things. Their treatment of you taught you things which were wrong and it's important to unlearn those things. They may have taught you wrong leadership traits which you perhaps have adopted and are now inflicting upon others. Is what you have been taught by society, by your upbringing, by your past or present leaders beneficial to you? How does one go about unlearning? Well, to flush out old negative beliefs, you must flood your system with new positive beliefs. Immerse yourself daily in content that will help change your paradigm and help redirect your thinking and your beliefs. Firstly, you must identify what it is that you need to unlearn. What wrong beliefs do you have about yourself or about the world? Do you perhaps believe that you are slow, dumb and incompetent? Do you believe that you don't have the capacity to make an impact in the world? 
identify the negative belief or idea that has occupied so much space within you and then look for content which you can consume daily which can help you in flushing out the old negative beliefs. Create a routine and get into the habit of pouring positive content into your soul and spirit. Identify an opportune time, perhaps when you are traveling to work or school, uh, just when you wake up or just before you sleep. Then start routinely listening to positive, educational, motivational content, as well as good and grounded preaching by reputable speakers, preachers and teachers. It's also important to stand guard at your mouth gate and your ear gate. Stand guard at your mouth gate to safeguard against saying things which do not align to your new thoughts and beliefs. Words reveal that which is within us. And if you find yourself still talking yourself down and still spewing out negativity, then you haven't really unlearned the old negative beliefs and principles. Stand guard at the gate of your ear to safeguard against erroneous teachings and principles which may serve only to pull you back to old negative ideologies about yourself, about life and about the world. Unlearning isn't an easy process. Uprooting long-standing ideologies can feel like you're trying to pull out an oak tree from the ground. The mistake that some make is to give up on the process when they don't see immediate results. Remember that an oak tree doesn't grow overnight. It took time for those negative ideologies and destructive beliefs to mature and you need to give yourself time and give the process a chance. Commit to taking daily transformative steps and you'll soon be in a totally new place mentally from where you are. As your mind begins making this shift, your behavior and actions will transform and you develop into a leader of great caliber. This is not just a theory, it is practical and proven. The great leaders of our time and the time the great leaders of our time and times before became great because they worked on developing their minds. Before you can transform a person or transform a group or transform an organization or a country, you must first transform yourself. When you have undertaken the journey of self-transformation, it is easier to lead others along the same path of transformation. If you pay attention, you shall receive great dividends. We learn in many different ways in our environments. One of the qualities that make a great student is the ability to listen. Many people have the ability to hear, but the ability to listen is a skill that not all possess. Much knowledge can be gained through listening, but often this knowledge enters into one ear and exits out the other. People who listen well have mastered the skill of stopping what they hear from slipping out the other ear. They have honed the ability to decipher what is being said so that it is translated from mere information into tangible, usable knowledge and concrete wisdom. How well you listen impacts how much you will learn. Do you really listen to your people or are you blinded by targets and agendas? Leaders who pretend to listen to their people end up losing the trust that they may have with them. If you pretend to listen to your people, then you are pretentious and not a genuine leader. You will not gain any real influence with those that you lead. Pretentious leaders never make real connections and they never get real results. Many leaders claim that they listen to their people, but in reality they don't. If you truly listen to your people, it will be evident in how you respond to what has been uttered by those you lead. If you enter into any organization where there is a rift between the leadership and its people, 
It's usually because the people feel that the leadership does not listen to them. They feel this way because usually there are things that have been communicated to the leadership which the leadership promised to rectify yet those things are still persisting. When such a situation occurs, the people become despondent because they begin feeling that the leadership does not listen to them and does not take them seriously. The dividends of paying proper attention include a closer relationship with those you lead, a relationship of trust where people feel free to talk about their ideas, their challenges and so forth, and access to vital information that you might not have known. Paying attention to those who lead also has a direct impact on the bottom line of the organization. When people are ahead, positive changes can be made in the organization, and when positive changes are made, it impacts the bottom line positively. Perhaps one of the most important reasons leaders need to really listen to the people is because when people feel that they are being listened to, they feel that they matter, and when people feel that they matter, they are motivated to bring the best of themselves forward. If you want to bring out the best in your people, if you want to truly motivate them, start by listening to them. Start by taking them seriously. Stop believing that you have all the ideas and solutions and start utilizing the brilliant minds and fantastic hearts of your people. If you are willing to pay attention, you will receive a handsome reward. What have you been receiving in your leadership thus far? Have you been receiving a dividend or have you been experiencing a loss? If the latter is true for you and you wish to change your fortunes, then start at ground zero and build from there. By intently listening to your people, you will begin laying the foundation of trust that will allow you to gain insight necessary to build a great organization. To pay attention is to invest in your growth as a leader. It is to invest in the growth of your organization and the development of your people. It is prudent to be a student. You probably know the phrase, a leader is a reader. The reason that phrase is so popular isn't merely because it rhymes. No, it's popular because it's true. Every great leader in history was a great reader. Study the likes of great business leaders such as Welch and Drucker and you'll realize that reading is fundamental to successful leadership. Study political and social leaders such as Mandela and Gandhi and again you'll realize how pivotal reading is to effective leadership. These great leaders became great not just by natural leadership talent and charisma, no. They were aided greatly by the knowledge they amassed through the books they read and the literature they exposed themselves to. What books are you currently reading? How many books have you read in the last 100 days? If you aren't an avid reader, you are missing a great opportunity for personal growth and development. You are limiting not only yourself but those that you lead as well. You are like an elephant calf that has the potential to grow so strong that it will be able to bring down entire trees. Yet, because it refuses to grow, it has to contend with conquering small bushes. One of the reasons knowledge is so important is because knowledge leads to understanding. The more you know something or someone, the greater your understanding of the thing of that person. And when we understand, we become masters. Those who are masters of their financial systems have gained great understanding of the workings of finances. Those who have mastered music have gained a great understanding of harmonies and melodies and so forth. Those who have mastered leadership have gained a great understanding of leadership principles. Knowledge is a friend who gives much profit, 
but a lack of knowledge is like a thief that robs. It is truly prudent to be a student. Being a student means being flexible and nimble. You mustn't be rigid in your thinking because a rigid mind is slow to receive fresh information, knowledge and wisdom. Being a student also means maintaining a spirit of humility. The humble spirit acknowledges that there is still much to learn, but the haughty spirit believes it knows more than enough. You are never so great that you are beyond learning. Great leaders know that they can learn from anyone and everyone. They use every interaction with their people as an opportunity to learn things that they didn't know before. Some leaders stop learning not because they are haughty or prideful, but because they believe they have reached a point where they are unable to learn. They have a you-can't-teach-an-old-dog-new-tricks mentality. But in reality, you are never too old to learn. When you learn, you earn the respect of your peers, your leaders, as well as those that you lead. It's important to mention that it's not just about learning, it's about transformation. All learning should lead to transformation. You must transform into a better leader and you must transform your organization for the better. To know how to lead, first learn how to follow and serve. The leadership journey begins not at the front of the queue, it begins at the back. That's because leaders must first learn how to follow. It is by walking the path of a follower that one begins learning. This goes back to humility. There are so many people today who want to start at the front. They do not want to submit to anybody in leadership, yet they want others to submit to them. There is a Winston Churchill quote which says, I am always ready to learn, although I do not always like being taught. Close quote. Many people want the knowledge of how to lead, but they do not want to learn by first following. Followership is the entry gate into leadership. Go through the gate, don't try to jump the fence. There are some that get injured because they try to jump the fence. They try to teach before they have learned, and they try to run before they have learned how to walk. First you must learn, then you must teach. First you must learn to walk, then you'll be strong enough to run. When you jump the fence, you look like a criminal. Leaders who do not want to first follow are like thieves who want to steal treasures they haven't earned. To become a great leader, you must also develop a heart to serve. If you know how to serve, you know how to lead. After all, all that leadership really is, is service. The best leaders are those who seek to serve their generation with their gift. But it's not just about serving, it's also about how you serve. Are you serving grudgingly or willingly? Are you serving with a smile on your face but in your heart there is a frown? What is your attitude in serving? Remember, the manner in which you serve will determine the level to which you rise. Serve with gladness and your promotion will be great. Serve begrudgingly and your promotion will be small. Every student needs a teacher. The leader you decide to follow and serve is your teacher and you must learn as much from them as you possibly can. It is in the following and the serving that you will sharpen your leadership skills. By watching how it is done, you will gain much knowledge on how to do it. By observing, you will learn the tricks of the leadership trade. It's also important to remember that leadership is a practical experience. The course or lesson isn't complete until you put into practice what you have learned. One speaker said, just because you've been given the answers, 
it doesn't mean the test will be written for you. Close quote. Well, we've come to the end of this week's edition. Thank you so much for listening to Leading with Confidence. Cheers.